is up woke wasted this is your co-host zach if you can't tell my voice apart from neil's by now uh speaking of neil he will not be with us today it's just going to be a solo cast so a little bit of time between you and i just hanging out holding hands frolicking through a field just messing around with each other having a good time (laughs) tonight we were supposed to have our first guest on the podcast but some things kind of came up. Neil is really going through it right now. So we're all supporting him by holding a little bit of space. And I'm supporting him by hopping on the podcast and having a little bit of a pretend dialogue with you guys. I like to pretend it's a dialogue. <laughs> it's really just me monologuing into the microphone. <laughs> so tonight it is Sunday. It is the day after the U.S. election was called. Uh, or at least projected with a with a final projection. There's still some things going on, the, the talk of a recount and all that stuff. But I wanted to come to you guys today and talk about communication and acceptance. This kind of came up for me today. I was talking with a friend over coffee and we were discussing the divide of ideas in our nation. And like I said, by our nation, I'm talking about USA, I know we have some listeners up north in Canada and some listeners out in Europe. Shout out Austria and France. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. But I was talking with a friend about the divide of ideas and belief and thought in the United States. And obviously, polarity is seen all over the world. It's seen all over the universe. But really, we were thinking about it in the context of the presidential election that just came up. And... Some of this won't be new to you guys, but uh, I hope the perspective that I provide today and the light that I shine on this today is helpful in just elucidating maybe a different form of thought or a different articulation of thought. And one of the things that we were discussing was the way in which we hold our beliefs as shields. So I'm going to start this off by just giving a brief analogy and then I will start to dissect that, that analogy and try and elucidate and expand on my point. So in medicine, or in physiology, I should say, there is a bodily response called desmoplasia. And it doesn't matter what it's called. Don't let the big word scare you. It's, it, it doesn't really matter. What this is, is the body's response to a foreign object like, let's say, you get a splinter or, uh, uh, you know, if you had cancer, which is an unfortunate thing to talk about, but it happens, right? The body will seek to isolate that foreign object, whether it's, we'll use the example of a cancer. The body will wall off the cancer with a fibrous capsule. We call this desmoplasia. Like I said, it doesn't really matter, but the whole goal that the body is trying to accomplish is to wall this off from the rest of the body. And already I can tell that some of you guys are starting to click this into place. Oh, we're talking about separation now. That's exactly right. And so the body is often successful at encapsulating this thing and keeping it from damaging the rest of the body, right? Preventing the cancer from spreading throughout your body, through your blood or through your lymph or whatever it might be trying to do getting into other tissues around it. But one of the things that it does unintentionally is it prevents us from helping, right? It prevents us from 
delivering chemotherapeutics from delivering medit from delivering medications or radiation or anything like that. Um, and I know some of us have differing opinions on <laughs> chemotherapy and, and medications and things like that. But the the point here is that in trying to isolate this thing to protect, what we've actually done is in some ways hinder our own ability to help. And the same thing is true with communication, with ideas, with beliefs. You see, we walk around in our own worlds and we relate to the things around us unconsciously often. It takes a lot of work to be really conscious about everything going on around you and about the way that you're perceiving things and interacting with the world. So most of us operate off of a set of biases, beliefs, and programs because it it takes less energy to run a program than it does to make a conscious, intentional decision at every moment of your day, right? It's really easy to allow your body's autonomic nervous system to regulate your breathing and your blinking than it is for me to say, you are now breathing consciously and now you're watching your breath, right? That's the whole point of doing that in meditation. It's turning something unconscious into a conscious act. So our brains, our beautiful brains, function wonderfully to take what we learn and form them into belief systems, structures, biases. Your brain's job is to create segmentation in the reality around you so that you can tell your your table apart from your floor, apart from your trash can, right? Otherwise, it would all just be molecules vibrating around in space. And the same thing is true with the way that you relate to ideas and people in your life. So when you have a conversation with somebody whose ideas differ from your own, what we don't realize oftentimes is that we're all holding these ideas out in front of us and walling ourselves off from the reality around us with a series or several layers of thoughts. So let me give an example of how this looks in your day-to-day life. Say you go home for the holidays and you've just discovered the best thing since sliced bread in your life. Let's say you're waking up spiritually or you started a new diet and it's working really well for you, or you started a new exercise program and it's working really well for you. And you go to your family function with the intention to change people's minds about how they live their lives. The moment you start introducing a new idea to somebody with your own agenda for the way that they should change their behaviors, all of their unconscious programmings, all of their biases and all their beliefs immediately create a dense wall around them. This is the fibrous capsule that I was talking about earlier. And the thing about this is, is now you're both relating to each other at a level of belief, bias, and idea rather than communicating to each other at the level of heart, communicating to each other as two individuals who see and care for each other, right? Because our ideas and our biases are filters for the raw reality around us. When we have an idea about who or what somebody is, 
we don't give them the space to be who they really are. We don't give them the space to show us, for them to show us the reality of who they are. And the same thing is true in this example. You're now relating to somebody at the level of ideas rather than at the level of one person caring about another person. In this example, caring about their health. This happens in all, in all fields of life, in politics, in science, in health, in relationships. Oh my God, does this happen in relationships? I think you should be more of this. Well, I think you should be less of this. Mm, I think you should try this. I wish you would not do this. We all have ideas about how the people around us should be. And in doing that, we actually separate ourselves from them because we're not realizing our role. We're creating a separation from reality. We're keeping ourselves walled off in a fibrous capsule from the rest of the body. The rest of the body being the human community, the collective. So what my friend and I were talking about and what ended up the transmission that ended up coming through is something that you've heard of before and it's simple but difficult. And that is setting down your agenda, not having an expectation for the person you're communicating with. And that means not having an expectation for yourself or an agenda for yourself, but rather seeing and feeling energetically, <laughs> not physically, the person that you are trying to communicate with, allowing them to express as who they are rather than the things that they have been taught. When you do this, you can almost see in your mind's eye that capsule get pulled apart so that the core of that person is available to see or engage with the reality in a raw and truthful way. But you will notice that on the other side of this is that you also have your own capsule. You are also not seeing the truth of the reality in most circumstances, right? So this requires that you not only allow them the space to relate to you outside of their preconceived notions and ideas, but you relate to them outside of your preconceived notions and ideas. And that is where letting go of your expectations and your agenda allows you to be present to the moment that you stand in. And when you do this, your capsule gets pulled apart in that one area. And now you can, the, the two things that were once inside of capsules can now see each other and communicate and be in a real exchange and be in a real flow of ideas and emotions and energy rather than throwing ideas off of each other's capsules and watching them bounce to the ground. We can actually exchange ideas and thoughts and energy. And another way that we can do this, in addition to just being an acceptance, is to engage with critical thinking, right? Not giving people questions that allow them to just use their talking points that they've had drilled into their heads to be another voice in an echo chamber, but to ask them real and hard-hitting questions that don't have an agenda, that don't steer them anywhere. An authentic curiosity 
and is seeking to understand how they really feel and think about the things that they believe in. And many times when somebody does this to us or we do this for somebody else, it's not a two thing, it's actually a four thing. When somebody does this for us and we do this for somebody else, we begin to realize that as we critically think and bring our own consciousness to these situations, to these beliefs, the very nature of our raw consciousness actually changes the ideas because it's no longer what we've been told to believe in as a rote fact. It's no longer the echo chamber. It's now imbued with your own flavor, with your own vibration, with your own unique thumbprint. And you get to develop your own philosophy, your own thoughts. And as you do that, it wipes away the slate and allows you to relate authentically as who you are. And it allows them to do the same back to you. And so now you can be in exchange, not as a Republican and a Democrat, not as two people of different races or different genders or different sexes or different religions, but you can just be two people looking at each other, engaging with each other authentically from the heart, from the head in an integrated and embodied way. And as you do this, there is now an exchange of energy and ideas in a real way. And each of you gets the opportunity to plant a seed in the other, a seed of hope, a seed of a new idea, a seed of love or acceptance. And when you walk away from that conversation, it is important to stay in that space of acceptance to remember that you should not have an agenda for that conversation or that person or that situation to let go of your expectations of how that person should take the information that you gave them or let go of an expectation of how they should relate to that engagement that you just had with them and vice versa. Because you'll come to find that you'll both go back to your friends, to your jobs, to your church or your community. You go back to your echo chamber as my friend would call it. And that hole in your fibrous capsule gets rebuilt. And you go about your day again and you continue to relate to things as a mirror for what is going on inside of your own psyche, in your own karma, rather than the reality that is being presented to you. And that's okay. That's why we're here, right? But what we don't see through the capsule is that seed that was planted. So the next time you talk to that person, the next time you engage with them, you don't engage with them at the level of thought and idea again, like we talked about. You engage with them in love and understanding. That's how you water that seed. That seed is there. They might be presenting you with the exact same ideas that they were presenting you with the first time. They might have just as hard of a shell as they did before. But what you're not seeing is that seed is sprouting inside of their heart. And the only thing that can water that seed is love, is acceptance, is space. In order to truly accept somebody, in order to truly love them, you have to give them the space to be who they are 
And a lot of us don't know who we really are. And that's why we need the space. Society didn't give us the space to figure out who we are. We were given phones. We were given Instagram. We were given YouTube. We were given TV with models and The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and MTV and Comedy Central. And we were given the news and we were, we were told. We were told who we were. We were told how we needed to be, to be loved, to be valued, to be accepted. And we weren't given the space or we didn't take the space to critically think and figure out who we are. So what you're doing in these engagements is curating that space for each other to figure out who you each are. And as you do that, you are presenting each other with those articulations and you can begin to accept whatever is being presented Is this person spouting off ideas that you would consider ignorant? That's okay. Accept that you perceive it as ignorant. Accept where you're at in your judgment. And only then can you accept where they are at in their judgment. And in that acceptance, you can peel back that layer and go a step deeper. Mm. They were spouting off ignorance because maybe they grew up poor. Maybe that's just what they were taught. Maybe they grew up in a family that is really full of anger and hatred and that belief system helped get them through it. Regardless, you can pull that back and see the next layer and accept that. And as you continue to accept, you create a foundation upon which you can begin to love something because you can't love a lie. A lie by its very definition is not in truth. And as I've talked about in another podcast and my other solo cast, love is built on a foundation of truth. So when you wipe away the slate of ideas and biases, you get to the truth of the being that holds those beliefs and biases. And you can begin to engage in a loving exchange. And as you engage in that loving exchange, the seed is watered, it grows. And on the other side of it, you foster community. I hope that makes sense. I had the whole idea kind of as a gestalt in my head, and I pretty much just gave that whole thing extemporaneously. So if you have any questions about what the fuck I was talking about, feel free to reach out to me. I believe my credentials are in, or like, you know, my. Instagram, not my credentials, my Instagram handle. I have no credentials. My Instagram handle, um, my Facebook. I think all that is in the show notes. You can go through and contact me if you want to just engage in a conversation about this or if you had any clarifications that you wanted. Please feel free to do that. So before I go, I just wanted to extend an offer to everybody out there. If you like what I talked about tonight or what I've been talking about in the podcast leading up to tonight, and you are curious about getting an Akashic Records reading or working with me in any way, for the next two weeks, I'll be offering donation-based Akashic Records readings. So right now it is November 8th. So on from now until November 22nd, I'll be offering donation-based Akashic Records readings. Like I said, you can find me in the show notes. You can see 
my social media, or you can just find me on Instagram at wokebrodoc or on Facebook at Zachary Eli. And you can slide to my DMs and let me know that you're interested and we will work out a time that is great for both of our schedules. Um, if you schedule within the next two weeks, then we'll do a donation based. I understand that we both probably have, at least I know I have a really busy schedule. So if you talk to me in the next two weeks, we can do it that way and we'll figure out a great time. All right, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed or at least got something out of what I was talking about tonight. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys and I'm looking forward to recording our next podcast. All right, have a great night. I love you.